Hi, this is Roberta Fallon, and I'm on the TGMR radio station this morning, online and soon to be a podcast. And with me this morning is Amanda Siberling. Did I pronounce that right? Silberling. Silberling. I'm so sorry. It's all good. (laughs) Okay, well, good morning. I'm glad you're here. Um, Amanda is a junior at the University of Pennsylvania studying English and fine arts. And she and some colleagues of hers started a new collective on uh, in the West Philly neighborhood that's called We Are Watching. And so we're here today to talk about what the collective is doing, how it got formed, um, what some of their actions, they're an activist coalition of women um, who are involved in spreading the word about our current culture of I guess rape culture is what you called it in some of your literature, yeah? Mm-hmm. So welcome, and thanks for coming over all the way across town. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Sure. Um, so why don't we start it right in talking about We Are Watching. First of all, I love the title. Did you brainstorm the name, or how did the um, title come about, and who's in your group? The name, actually, I felt like it was something that happened... Um, it was something that kind of happened to us, which is interesting because, um, well, with our first action, it was really spontaneous. We weren't an organized group before that. We were just a group of friends who found out that there was a fraternity on campus that was sending an email to freshman girls saying, if you come to our party, you have to wear something tight. And like, um, like if you're a tease, expletive off, and um, just like encouraging um, like a lot of behaviors that could make freshman women who are in a really vulnerable transition to college feel uncomfortable as well as like that can make any woman feel uncomfortable. But um, so when we made those flyers, we kind of haphazardly put the text on the flyer that said, this is what rape culture looks like we are watching. And then it kind of like blew up in the media, which we weren't expecting. And um, people on Twitter were hashtagging, we are watching. And like people really took that phrase to heart. And in that context for us, we are watching means like we are watching out for people on campus. Like we are watching out for behavior that we think can be endangering to people. And so, We've been, we've been having a lot of discussions internally about whether that name, um, like whether that's something that we think we want to keep or whether it seems aggressive or um, like very surveillancey. But I guess the context that we are working within right now is that we are watching out for each other. We are watching f- out for calling out bad behavior. Um, and then... Okay, so let's yeah. <laughs> let me just stop you here. That thank you for explaining that. Um, just to reiterate, you first your first action was leafleting or postering the pen, the Penn campus. Did it go beyond the campus to? I guess it was focused on the freshmen, so it was on the campus, right? Yeah. But I, you leafleted or postered the the text of some of the emails that the freshmen were receiving. Is that what was on the posters? 
Yeah, it was a poster of um, a particular email that was sent um, like during that week, which it was the first week that classes started. And that's when all of the, I don't know, it, it becomes a very like party heavy week, which is, I guess, something that just happens on college campuses. But um, and, like, and freshman women are um, particularly vulnerable to invitations to come to a party, I would think, because they want to fit in and they're looking for friends. And Yeah, it can be really confusing because, um, like, the social dynamics that exist in college, it's really difficult when you're a freshman and you don't really know anyone yet, or, like, especially at a school like Penn where, like, everyone's coming from all over and like like when I was a freshman I did not know a single person and um where did you come from to Penn oh I'm from South Florida so and how did you choose Penn or Philadelphia was it a Philly or Penn or what made you it was kind of both I actually um like I'm a writer and I was really interested in the Kelly Writers House at Penn and so They're that was a great a, place. Yeah, that was a big draw for me. And now that's a big part of my life on campus. So oh, great. And I love Philly. So I'm glad to have made that decision. But um, but yeah, I think um, it's hard for people who have been at Penn for a matter of days to realize that there's an alternative to a social culture that kind of like commodifies them or treats them like a type of currency. So we decided to flyer because we wanted to call attention and say, like, there is more than just this particular subset of social life. And there are upperclassmen women who are looking out for you and want you to feel safe. That's really kind of a brave thing to do, but I guess you have to do it when you feel (laughs) it. Um, Did you get a lot of response to the flyering apart from the media coverage? Like young ladies on campus coming up to you and talking to you about it? Yeah, I think that's sort of how... um, Because you're not anonymous, excuse me for interrupting, but, you know, unlike the guerrilla girls, the art artists that do guerrilla actions, you did a guerrilla action, but you don't really seek anonymity the way they did. Yeah, I think that was also um, another thing that kind of happened accidentally because, um, I mean... With the first action, like we wanted, like we 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 wanted coverage in the school paper, but we didn't think it would go beyond that. So we tipped off our school paper, the Daily Pennsylvanian, and they talked to a variety of us, and um, they were saying like, "This is really cool, but we need one of your names to be in the article." And then, so I was just like, eh, "I guess I'll do it." Like. I, I really believe in this, and I don't care if my name's attached to it, so. <laughs> that also is brave. Did the um, fraternity that put out the email come after you, send you snarky emails back? I didn't get any backlash from mm-hmm. them, but what's really interesting about that is because um, since this blew up in the media in a way we weren't expecting, like, there were journalists from like the Inquirer and from like a lot of different places who were literally knocking on their door and like asking for comment and they would not comment to anyone. Um, the Daily Pennsylvanian contacted 30 members and they all remained completely silent. 
And I guess, like, they were afraid of having their names attached to something or, like, getting backlash, but they still haven't apologized or anything, and it's been, like, maybe, like, a month and a half now, but I guess that shows a level of character as well. Well, it, you'll have to see what their next party invitation is, I guess. Yeah. So... um how many are in your collective, and are you oh. looking for more members or uh, looking to expand beyond the University of Pennsylvania campus? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was what I was going to say earlier about, like, a lot of people on campus approached us and were like, what you're doing is really cool. We want to be involved. And that's kind of how this transitioned from just something that friends decided to do one night to, like, an actual concrete collective that we're working on laying the groundwork for right now. Um, do you guys have a website? We do. It is penwearewatching.tumblr.com. And on there, there's information about our actions so far, um, like photo documentation of everything, um, like statements about like why we were doing what we were doing. But um, yeah, so right now, I think with with our first action with the flyers, it was very like pen specific. And then with our second action, which was um, retaliating against Donald Trump's comments about women and other groups, basically pretty much like it, it's hard to list the number of people he's insulted because I would be here all day. But <laughs> um, like Penn's campus is really diverse and there's so many different types of people and Donald Trump is a Penn alum, and we don't think that he represents our campus, especially with his rhetoric. So um, our second action was called Your Body, Your Ballot, and it was basically the message of, with that was, um, like we did an installation on the last day to register to vote in Philadelphia, or in Pennsylvania, and, um, we were urging people to register to vote and realizing that their vote affects the fate of people's bodies. And with that, um, it was Penn specific in the sense that we were reacting as Penn students to um, one of our alumni who is currently running for president. But I think that's a much more universal issue because like Donald Trump's candidacy is dangerous to many more people than just the people on Penn's campus. I'll say, yeah. I hear that. So um, describe what you did. You, you again, it was a poster project, um, kind of, or no? Kind of, more, I guess, it depends what the definition of a poster is, but um, they were um, eight foot by four foot, foam boards and there were seven of them and um isabel kim who is one of our members who um she like designed digital art of like different women who were designed to be ballot boxes and they um, there were different messages that went along with the images, like things that said, like, um, your body, your ballot, or, like, my body is not a locker room talk, or, um, um, like, action is a language, language is an action, um, like, we will not be silent. 
And so we had for about 12 hours straight on October 10th that night before, um, like before Tuesday, which was the last day to register to vote. We had like 12 hours straight of people just painting these like eight foot by four foot foam boards with various different women who had like different messages written on the boards and we tried to also make the point that um like there are so many different people who are affected by like hateful rhetoric like there's really harmful things that he says about muslims and like about immigrants and about the latino community and so we are trying to also express that range in the artwork. And you actually had voter registration forms for people to take? Yeah. Um, and were there uh, some of your members standing alongside the sculptures? I'm just trying to envision this, um, handing yeah. out the voter registration forms? Yeah, we had like these, um, like, these giant foam boards put up. Um, like we tied with twine the boards to like trees and things around College Green, which is like the busiest part of Penn's campus. And um, we had people who were on site with voter registration forms. And we also wrote um, like an artist statement about what the art was and what we were trying to do with it. And we were flyering that just like when people walked by, we would be like, handing them out and people would come up to us and be like so what exactly is going on here and then we had like the artist statement ready just to like we tried to make sure that the statement kind of answered all of the questions that people might have did you get any trouble from public safety people saying um, you don't have the right to do this well we didn't get permission from Penn but um we were kind of looking at the rules about what exactly you can do with public installation and trying to figure out ways, I guess, not to like bend the rules, but to like make it so that our installation didn't get us in trouble and get immediately taken down. Like, for example, if we had like nailed the boards to a tree and like damaged the property then it would have immediately get, gotten taken down but since we hung them up in a way that didn't do any damage to the property there was nothing that Penn really could have done because like we have a right to protest and we have a right to put up art just in a way that doesn't directly harm the university's property right or harm any people yeah yeah, no, um, it sounds like you really researched it. That's amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of thought in a lot of different ways. <laughs> and I'm interested in how you collectively make decisions. Do mm -hmm. you have a non-hierarchical sort of way of organizing? Yeah, that's something we're actively working on because, um, like as I was saying, this really happened very spontaneously, and then it's really like interesting to see how like how do you react when suddenly you like kind of accidentally start a campus movement but realize that it's too important to let go and um so there's like certain members that 
we've been kind of trying to like act as facilitators because I mean at this point we have a Facebook group of like 90 people who say they're interested and it's hard to organize 90 people without at least some kind of like um not necessarily like leadership because we're trying to make it clear that this isn't just like a few people like leading a group of other people because we want everyone to have their voice equally heard within the collective and we want it to be open for anyone to join but um there have been like four or so people who we've been trying to just sort of like act as facilitators and like when we make decisions we try to um like make it a big open discussion and before we like put any artwork out into the open we'll show everyone and be like does anyone have any thoughts about this or like um how are you funding it out of your own pockets in the beginning it was um like for the your body your ballot installation we were just kind of like asking people if they could throw in like five dollars and um it was really disorganized and stressful and some money came out of pocket. But then after that, we were trying to think about how like art is something that can be sold. And um, so we were thinking about what would happen if we tried to like create products based on the art and sell it. So right now we, all of the out of pocket money has been refunded because we are selling t-shirts right now of Donald Trump's face being attacked by cats and it says the pussy grabs back and those have been selling in a really unexpectedly high quantity and but um, we don't want to take all of the money for ourselves like we want to have like a small budget in case we need to like spontaneously react to something and create an installation like overnight but right now um the vast majority of the money that we're making is being donated to women organized against rape which is philadelphia's only rape crisis center that's great yeah they're talk about feminists they were one of the first feminist organizations, I believe, in Philadelphia to organize against rape. Yeah. Yeah. So um, where can people see the T-shirts? Are they on your website, an image of them, and um, contact information? Is there about how to get one? Yeah. On the Tumblr, penwearewatching.tumblr.com, there's a link to an online store, and the store is wearewatching.bigcartel.com. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, we have we have those for sale online and on Penn's campus. We've been selling them like just like around campus, setting up tables and having members of the collective take like hour long shifts just to like sit by the table. And then a lot of people will come by and be like, so I'm not exactly sure what you're doing. And we'll be like, oh, well, we're raising money for women organized against rape. Would you like a sticker? <laughs> Good. And so you said you're having trouble keeping up with the demand. There's such great yeah. demand. This is a very successful art project, I think. Yeah, it's it's also kind of a comedic situation because, um, like, I mean, at least for me, like, like I study English and fine arts. I don't know anything about, like, 
running a business, but I guess that's where it is helpful that we're a big collective with people who are studying a lot of different things. So the people who know more about like economics and business are able to help there. But um, we printed a hundred shirts at first and we were just like, oh yeah, like we'll probably sell them over a few months. Like we'll just kind of make some money to like have for installations. And then all of a sudden like, we posted a picture on Instagram and we were getting tons of random messages like, where can I get this? And we announced that the shirts were being made the night of the third debate. And then during the debate, um, my friend Mark, who screen prints shirts through um, like a small tape label called Good Sadie Media, was helping a lot with screen printing the shirts. And it was a very like DIY kind of thing. like. We were just in his living room printing the shirts and watching the debate and eating pizza. And all of a sudden, my phone's blowing up. And I was like, Mark, I think there's going to be more than 100. And now we've had, like, we've had three different orders of shirts shipped for Mark to print. So shout out to Mark, because I feel really bad about that. <laughs> wow. What, and he's helping you. He's not part of the collective, but he is helping um, you. Yeah, he's not a Penn student, but um, like that's another way in which we're trying to expand beyond just Penn because like these aren't issues that are exclusive to Penn's campus or exclusive to college students. So um, when we were thinking of printing shirts, I was just like, oh hey, like I know someone who screen prints, like, and I think that's a lot of how these things happen, like with. Um, Isabel's digital designs, which um, those are like on stickers and they're on t-shirts. It was just like, oh, hmm, I think that girl who sits next to me in poetry class does digital design. I'm just going to Facebook message her and see what happens. And now like she's doing so many incredible things. That's and, great. Yeah. Like we Using social media and your network connections to just help with what you're doing. Yeah. Um, very cool. It, it sounds just ever so slightly like the Occupy Wall Street movement. You're familiar with that? Yeah. I, it's a little before your time. I don't think you were in I was college. in like high school. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm talking about, yeah. where it was not leaderless exactly, but non-hierarchical, and the money came from selling products like buttons and T-shirts, and mm -hmm. It had a very broad appeal because it was um, economically focused at the time of the, the recession. Yeah. So a lot of people were very interested. And right now, it seems like you're at the right moment for your action because we have this political candidate who's stirring everybody up, mm -hmm. uh, and you're reacting to it in a kind of... Um, collectivized way that anyone could participate in. Yeah, um, even like um, yesterday and today, we've been selling shirts on Penn's campus and like people will just come up and be like, hey, do you have like an email list or something? Can I help next time? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And um, I don't know, I think it's cool how art can react so quickly and I think art doesn't have to be something that's like in a gallery. Like it can be something that you're wearing, like art on a t-shirt or like last weekend, um, we have a pin maker at the writer's house where I work. And I just decided to start making nasty woman pins because um, based on 
um, Trump calling Hillary a nasty woman during the debate, and people have been interested in those. So you're talking about uh, oh yeah, like little like little buttons, buttons. yeah. Great hand hand drawn design or lettering or um, yeah, it was it's like a digital design mm-hmm. that um, like we printed and then um, there's a whole like pin making process, but yeah, yeah. no, I am slightly familiar. Um, what do you think your next move is as a collective and? Do you think there's longevity in what you're doing? You're a junior now. Mm -hmm. So sustaining this for another year, especially in your senior year, although you may have younger members in the collective who are, yeah, have a few more years in college. And then after college, do you see this remaining with you and your cohort um, who made spread to the four corners of the earth after you graduate or staying rooted in Philadelphia somehow? Um, I think it can be both. Like I would like to see people at Penn still getting together and organizing and using art as a means of protest. But I also would love to see this grow further than that. And I guess like, um, I don't think that this is like whether it's through we are watching or through something else that I don't that I don't even know of yet. Um, like I've always been interested in like using art for social change and just trying to like do the best that I can to like make productive things happen. And I guess for right now, for the group and like the immediate future, we've been trying to think about what we can do in terms of the literal election coming up very shortly. But even right now, like all of our energy currently is going into like the t-shirts and the buttons and the stickers and like selling those. And I think like partially the reason why the demand has been so high is because it's like a current event and it's like Trump related, but like we've been able to make like a lot of profit that can go to like right now we're donating to women organized against rape but then like there's also like a lot of other causes that we can raise money for and i guess like besides public installation just using art as something to sell to raise money for charity is something i'm interested in is that in your future, you think? You have a dual major in English and art, which I think could be a very good package uh, for a young woman going forward who's interested in social change and can write copy for posters and then make designs and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, like, I think that writing and art intersect in a lot of ways that sometimes like the writing world and the art world can feel independent of each other but it's all like I feel like it it's all the same in a sense and it's creative energy certainly yeah and I think um I mean like with how you mentioned Occupy Wall Street and like the Gorilla Girls and groups like that it's just creative energy and there's so many different ways of um like doing that like I mean, for example, like, I draw stick figures. Like, I cannot draw, 
but when we were drawing designs, like there are some people who they're really good at drawing and then they can be like, I just need you to like paint this line. And I'm like, all right, I got that. And I think that's what's cool about movements like this too, is that you don't have to be like someone who's like identifies as an artist or someone who has been like, like using a sketchbook since they were three years old. Like there's a lot of different ways to collaborate and make things happen. I totally agree with you. So what's your next action? Do you have one <laughs> planned or is it you kind of react to something that comes up? Um, yeah, I think it's simultaneously reactive, but also, um, it's reactive, but also like nuanced and planned and strategic, which is kind of contradictory, but, um, like something with the rape culture flyers just happened completely overnight, but then with um, your body, your ballot, it was also pretty rushed, but it was like a couple of days in advance. We were all thinking like the last day to register to vote is coming up. Like, what should we do? And then the Trump stuff happened that weekend and it seemed pretty clear what to do. But yeah, I mean, we've been thinking about doing something about encouraging people to vote on election day and then um, I think also other than protesting, we're also just interested in creating like spaces for women on campus that um, can be like safe spaces. And I mean, places like that already exist. Like the Penn Women's Center is great. And there's a lot of groups on campus that are doing really great work. But I think the more the merrier, like the more places for women to feel comfortable and for anyone who might not fit into um, like what's accepted in like mainstream culture. Like I guess the more support for people, the better. <laughs> I totally agree with that. And that's a really wonderful note to end on. <laughs> thank you, Amanda, for coming over here. It's been great talking. Yeah, thank you.